Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right, Jane Tabachnik. Thank you so much for joining us. You are the Chief Buzz Creator at simplygoodpress.com. Jane, I'm excited to talk about all things publicity and being known and being aware. We're going to talk about content a little bit. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to be here, Josh. (laughs) And we met at Social Media Marketing World several years ago, and so I'm glad that we get to do this interview. And so kind of to start off, if you wouldn't mind maybe sharing a little bit about your superpowers, what you do at Simply Good Press, and and, you know, kind of, again, what what makes you unique in the world of PR marketing and and, and the, the, the great work that you do with your clients? Well, thanks for asking. Yeah. So what I do is help my clients craft their message, and share it more widely. Most of the entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, and authors that I work with have a mission. Some people might call them heart-centered, but they're looking to make a difference in the world. And so I help them craft that message and get it out into the world, get more visibility, reach more people, create that ripple that Mm -hmm. goes out further so that we can impact more people and make the world a better place. So I do that through PR content strategy, and with some of my clients, I help them become published authors. Yeah. Um, you mentioned craft that message, and, and I, I hear a lot of folks in the public relations space use that term. What, what does that mean? And to someone who's, let's, let's say someone who's skeptical, they're a business owner, and they're like, I can craft a message. Uh, what What is it that you find that uh, usually happens when you begin that conversation about messaging? Yeah, such a good question, Josh. So I think we're all so used to being in the weeds with our own business and the work that we do that sometimes we describe it in a way that doesn't quite reach the entire audience we want to reach. And some people get stuck in unintentionally, but they get stuck in what, what um, in themselves, basically. So yeah, so I think that the shift, and sometimes it's a really subtle one, is to making the message so that the recipient, your audience, whether you're on a podcast, whether it's in a publication in print or online, so the audience gets what's in it for them. Yes. So no one cares what you say about you. They don't really care about you. They do once they get to know and like you. But at first, you're just out there and, you know, They want to know what's in it for them. So how can you help them? How can you make a difference in their life? How can you help them with maybe a goal or a mission they have? And that's where the connection happens. And that's what the media is looking for. It's really the same. Absolutely. Why do you think that business owners struggle with that? Well, I think we all just get involved in what we need, what we want. So people say, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be in Forbes. But the paradigm shift that really needs to happen and what creates the magic and gets them there is a value they bring to the audience. So when you pitch the, uh, you know, the publication, the editor, the, the writer and say, I have this story or I have this expertise that your audience will benefit from. That's the paradigm shift. And that's really what they're looking to hear. 
because they don't care that you want to be in their magazine or on the cover. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Your mom wants you there, too. Your mom loves you. Right. I. Yeah, I, I see that a lot. And and yeah. also, too, um, you know, I, I see that it's very common for people to have big delitis is what I call yes. it, you yes. know, where they say, well, can you get me on Good Morning America? I say, well, maybe tell me about all the media that you've done. Oh, yes. no, I haven't done media, but I just want to be known because, you know, we got this great product and I think the world wants to know about it because that's, you know. Like, no, that's not really a news. You releasing version 3.5X of your new software, guess what? That's not news. (laughs) Like in your world where you work and in your life, that's news, right? We talk about, you know, I I get fascinated by, you know, it was, uh, you know, Christoph in the movie, The Truman Show, which I referenced from time to time. One of my favorites. Uh, He said, you know, we build a reality based on the world around us. Well, if you, your business and your services, your life, you have a distorted view of reality because you, you're not seeing it how, you know, a Joe consumer or, you know, just someone watching TV or a journalist or an influencer is going to see you. They're going to say, yeah, you and everybody else, right? And that's, that's how quickly yes. you're going to get lumped up if you're not using the language of What's in it for you? That's everyone's favorite. That's another one. It's like, that's everyone's favorite radio station. W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's easy to forget that. For sure. Gene, what do you see in the world of public relations as having evolved over the past, say, five, 10 years? Because it is way different than it was yes. 10 years ago. Yes. Well, you've probably heard this said, and, and it bears repeating that we're all publisher publishers were all networks or were all the media. So you can launch a podcast today. You can launch a blog or an online magazine today. You can go into Medium and launch your own publication. So we all have that ability. So the other thing is the explosion of podcasts. I think that we have to talk about podcasts as the hot medium, that and Clubhouse, which is a conversation medium, but in a way, it's a media outlet. There are people who are building their influence there, making incredible connections, partnerships, getting clients there. There is a lot going on there. That's really exciting. Yeah. So let's talk talk about Clubhouse here for a moment. So it's one that, you know, I, Jane, I look at my schedule and I'm like, when am I going to squeeze that in? Right. I'm with you. And I think because maybe because of this whole pandemic, mm-hmm. we've all been locked in and we're craving those conversations and connections. And you've probably heard the expression and felt it, the Zoom fatigue. You know, some days you just don't want to be on camera. Do I have to get dressed and do my hair? You know, so I think that it's come at a really good time. I don't know if Clubhouse would have taken off a year and a half ago. I think the timing is part, and I am oh, with yeah. you. There's a part of me, and maybe because I'm a little bit older, I've lived through a lot of different technologies, and I don't want to call it a shiny object, but I've lived mm. through a number of different, you know, latest, greatest uh, flavor of the week, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I'm not looking for another platform per se, but no. I love the fact that access for everyone is, it's equal access. 
you can go into any room, you can ask to go on stage as it is and, mm-hmm. and be on a panel and share your voice and ask questions of people you might not otherwise have access to. And that's phenomenal. That is really exciting. And I think that's, if you're strategic about it, no, I'm not like you, I'm not going to be spending hours listening in on conversations or hosting yeah. 24 hour marathons. I think half an hour is a great time frame. Sure, sure. We, well, I I think it it fills that need for immediacy, right? Immediate yes. communication. Most of the communication that I think a lot of us are doing is, you know, it's it's responding to a post, responding to a message, and then people comment. It's asynchronous. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, like even like internally, like as leaders, um, one thing that I know my team does is uh on Wednesday afternoons. Um, we all pop on. I haven't been able to because again, my darn schedule. <laughs> but uh, what they'll do while they're doing other work uh, that doesn't require them to be on a Zoom call, they just have like a Zoom session open for like an hour, and it's kind of like an open office um, oh, nice. where everybody just has their cameras on and they're able to like you know kind of chit chat while they're working through things. And I love that. I think that's so great. It's great for culture. Yes, yes, it's kind of like standing around the coffee machine in the office. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Had, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, Jane, um, in terms of like your business, like how you work, like who you work with, can you share maybe a little bit more about what your practice looks like? Yeah, sure. Thanks for asking. So I work with people who have um, established their business to some degree. They've got clients, they've done some work on their branding and even their messaging, but they may not be as visible as they would like to be. So they've been in the trenches doing good work, getting great results, but they realize that being more visible and creating that authority positioning, being seen as an expert in their niche is going to be beneficial for them, both from the point of view of reaching more people, but also being more of a magnet pulling those great clients to them as opposed to always doing the push marketing, which it takes a lot more work. So, you know, when you're doing the PR, putting out great content, authoring a book, as you know, it really creates that no like, and trust and the positioning. So people are already pre-sold on working with you. So I do that. Sometimes I work with clients Mm one-on-one and I also have some group coaching programs where we work together on their messaging, who they're trying to reach. Sometimes they're not really sure who their audience or where their audience is actually spending time, which I was kind of fascinated about when I did my first group coaching program. Uh, You know, people have worked out their avatar, but maybe they don't know which podcast their clients listen to or their ideal audience. Maybe they don't know what magazines they're reading nowadays. So that's important to know because you want to be where your audience already is. So knowing that can give you a running start. I mean, it's great to be visible everywhere, but Mm -hmm. as you were just talking about, have limited time and it makes more sense to fish in the pond where your prospects already are. Yes, right. I totally agree with that. And so um, can you talk about um, um, in terms of targeting. Um, like, and I, I see, you know, some people it's just like, look, I just want to be in front of people. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, and I think some of this comes from Jane, our own ego, right? It, and because, and there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody loves to, well, most people love to be recognized for their brilliance. Um, yes. But um, you're, you're wasting your time if you're going through a lot of effort, unless 
you repurpose that well to make sure that it does get in front of the right audience. Um, but you know, if you are, let's say B2B consultant and you know, it's, you know, you're going to spend time on a mom blog, eh, you know, I don't, I don't really know that that's a good use, but again, repurposing is so critical. Here's the question I really want to ask. I want to talk about that repurposing. Okay. Um, because this is some this is a pattern that I've seen this um quite frequently is that um people believe that the media, the exposure that they get from media is the is the biggest prize. Yes. And I would argue that it is a benefit, but I would say it's like one out of five, like maybe 20, 25% of the value you get if you learn how to maximize that placement. Me being on TV, okay, that was great for the 20, 30,000 people that saw it and probably not going to take much action off of it. But my social media audience, on the other hand, I want to make sure that I repurpose that so that they can see me because those are the people that are going to do business with me. I'd love for you to geek out on that for a moment. Yes, yes, you are speaking my love language. So this <laughs> is, this is the, Josh, this is what I call leverage and amplify. This is a process that I teach my clients. This is really the most important thing because here, here it is in a nutshell. Here's how I describe it. Mm-hmm. You are written up in the New York Times today. Amazing, phenomenal. Whoever read the Times today gets to see your brilliance and learn about you. But what about the people who didn't? I didn't read the Times today, mm-hmm. and I don't think I'm going to get to it today. So for anyone who didn't read it, it didn't happen. So to get the value out of it today, tomorrow, and possibly for years to come, you need to repurpose it. Yeah. You need yeah. to repromote it. On social, you can put it into proposals. I mean, there are so many wonderful places to put that because you've earned it. Yeah. And which brings me to um, the audience probably knows, but it's often referred to as earned media. Mm. It is the most valuable type. The PR um, is the most valuable type of content that you have, but you need to repurpose it and take advantage of the fact that someone is singing your praises. And especially when it's a recognizable brand, you want to share that not obnoxiously, but fairly often regularly, you can put it into your social media, media scheduler and all sorts of other great places. And people forget to do that. You know, chat with someone via LinkedIn and I see so many people don't even think to include these successes or these media mentions in their LinkedIn profile, yeah. which would be an ideal place to establish that authority and thought leadership and, and to showcase it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You know, so think about this, you know, for the person who's listening to, you know, how can you work those media mentions into your sales cadence? Um, you know, it's, it's not that you're going to shove a, you know, a newspaper article in front of their face and say, look at me, look at me, look at me, but can you have it where they could see it? Right. And it's just absolutely happens to be part somewhere in your signature, you know, or wherever, um, where people, oh, they can follow their own curiosity and uh, now they're able to spend time learning more and seeing you in that light and watch what happens to your conversion rate. Um, um, Jane, what about, um, you know, what would you recommend in terms of best practices for like a, a media kit or press kit on a site? And, and I got to tell you, very, very critical. And 
likely will become, depending on what you sell, likely will be one of your top performing pages if you dial this in right. Yes, absolutely. I am a big fan of a one sheet. They're sometimes called a one page media kit. And yes, if you've got a whole product line, if you're bigger e-commerce or, you know, manufacturing design type company, you probably need something more elaborate. But for most of us, coaches, consultants, experts, authors, a one sheet is really perfect. The idea is, as you know, you want to give people the highlights and intrigue them, not the whole, you know, CV. You don't need the whole resume. You just want to give people enough to get them to book you on the podcast, to want to interview you just the highlight reel, basically. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, Jane Tabachnik, your website, simplygoodpress.com. When someone goes there, what should they look for? Uh, I would say go over to the blog section. I've got some articles I'm told. Dude, you are got some pretty valuable. epic blog posts here. There are some blog posts I've told are very helpful. So have a look there and comment. I'd love the feedback and I'd love to connect with anyone who's listening. That's awesome. Again, that your website is simplygoodpress.com. We we would encourage people to go to Jane Tabachnik as well, but it's a little tougher to spell. <laughs> yeah, it's a cut and paste. <laughs> uh, Jane, thank you so much for joining us. This has been fantastic. Again, you are the chief buzz creator at simplygoodpress.com. Thanks, Jane. Thanks, Josh. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.